Hi there! Welcome back to Globe Trotarina, where you can travel with me. My name is Katarina, at the moment in Mykonos in Greece, where it's a national lockdown, and I am currently in a sailing boat where I have spent the last couple of weeks. Um, we are docked in a marina, and uh, every day we're just, you know, staying in the boat and um, we are allowed to walk uh, away I mean to go out for exercise and to the supermarket and um, yeah the water is rocking the boat so that you sleep like a baby and um, it has been very very calm in the marina except for the big ferries that goes every once in a while there's not been one boat in the marina um, but yesterday there was a little movement that happened. So I I go out and I see, you know, it's like you're living on the countryside and as soon as you see a car, you run to the window to see who it is. Sort of the same here. So I heard that there was a boat coming in. It's a sailing boat coming in. I'm like, what? How can it come in now? It's been in lockdown for so many days. So I was thinking the worst, you know, I thought that they were stranded haven't been able to go somewhere, get lost in the sea and, you know, maybe even lost an anchor. Or I had no idea what to expect when I came in. So so when they finally arrived, sadly, the police were there. So they were greeted with the police and I was like, what is going on here? So basically they got here, they wanted to spend some nights here. And uh, when they arrived, they were, um, they've been fined with, uh, by them. Um, a, a Greek a th- like a port authority police and it seems to be a fine of 1,500 euros so when I eventually spoke to these people uh, super nice people he is from um, Belgium she's Danish they have a cute little baby aboard and um, apparently they had been um, uh, in other parts of Greece before and sailing and then they came here and um, greet, were greeted by the police so a little bit strange but super nice people we'll talk to them a little bit later today after I'm done with the podcast I will go over to the neighbor's boat and just hang out with them a little bit which is super nice uh, of course we keep a, a security distance so don't you worry I am keeping myself to the rules which I'm supposed to so I have been walking around a little bit more on this island, which is so beautiful. I love this island because it's so beautiful with all the houses that are so white and the colorful doors and windows and and the super blue ocean. And it's it's so nice here. Beautiful, beautiful. So today I um, didn't manage to to change my ticket from uh, to Munich. So actually, I don't have a ticket anywhere right now. So I have no idea how long I will be here. I don't know where I'm going afterwards. The Swedish government has been uh, putting out new rules out there, which means that, I mean, we're not going to celebrate Christmas together, the whole family, which we uh, not every year does because we're celebrating it a bit later, usually in January because I'm traveling um, not it, it happens a lot that I'm not at home for Christmas. So it might be another year when I'm not going to be home for Christmas. Uh, don't know where I will be. Uh, perhaps here, perhaps Turkey, perhaps Helsinki. 
I have no idea to be, to be honest. Well, that's part of my way of traveling as well, isn't it? Um, I like this uncertainty and to see what happens, what's going on. Meanwhile, on the boat, I'm working with writing on my blog uh, in English and in Swedish because I haven't decided uh, my actual market. So I'm going to go for both. Why not? Also trying to keep up with Instagram. So I've been writing a lot of uh, like stories that happened to me. And I want you to be part of, um, I mean, not part of it, but I want you to hear this story that I'm about to tell you. And I was looking through my pictures and I have something about, I liked it, you know, this is exactly one year ago since, you know. So I went through my um, phone and what I saw that two years ago I was in Pokhara in Nepal. But one year ago, I was a couple of days in Myanmar, in Burma, former Burma, in Myanmar, in, a, in um, the city called Yangon. I only had a couple of days there, but because I had done, I had made other plans a couple of months before, so I didn't have so much time, but I decided that I really wanted to go there anyway. Uh, so my few days there are definitely worth more than not going there at all, even though a lot of people are questioning, like, why do you go there for such short time? You won't be able to see anything. And that I don't agree on. If I have a little time, I mean, it's better than nothing, in my opinion, and I'm really happy to see parts of it. And it also makes me, you know, curious and want to explore more. And um, so therefore, I, I sometimes spend a very short time in some countries, but I'm so curious. You know, I thought about this yesterday. I don't have one country in the world where I've been where I wouldn't want to go back. Isn't that fantastic? And... I have been in plenty of countries. I, I'm around 80 plus countries. And, you know, of all of these countries, I would like to go back to. Isn't that fantastic? Like, wow, what a beautiful planet we're living on. And, you know, all countries have faults and, and beautiful parts. All countries have something that I love about it. Something that I'm not so happy about. Like every single country has that. So, um, yeah. I, I, I'm really just so, I feel fortunate every day waking up alive on this planet because it's such a beautiful place and has so much to offer. And like, wow, I don't think we really pay so much attention to how wonderful this planet is. And I keep saying this in the podcast, I, <laughs> but that's, it comes from my heart and that's why I keep saying it. So my little trip in Myanmar um was i i came from thailand and on the way there i sat next to a belgian man and he was a guide in myanmar so he told me exactly what i should spend my days doing so um i was staying in a very nice hostel i if i remember correctly the name of the hostel was a babwa hostel a nice location super nice people working there and they even uh offered you to borrow um like a sarong because it in Myanmar they um it's not great to walk around with uh, bare legs and so you should cover your legs and also your shoulders even men um should do this so i borrowed this uh sarong with elephants on it do you know that i made up a word <laughs> you know this pants the loose pants that you usually buy in thailand or in asia overall 
they you know they usually have stripes patterns with elephants and stuff i call them elephants isn't that the greatest word <laughs> so if you remember that i told you about uh, travel relationships before that is another word that i also made up so travel relationships and elephants the cred goes to me okay but feel free to use it Anyway, I was worrying. No, I borrowed this um, sarong with elephants on it, and uh, I am not good with um, walking in sarong. Um, it feels like I'm not tall, not at all, especially not for being Swedish. So it, I can't blame it on my tall legs. So what happens is when I tie my sarong, I and I take a step. It feels like I'm a penguin. Like I can't walk a step that is bigger than my other foot. So I'm like. You know, walking like a penguin when I'm having a sarong. Or the other thing would be that I'm stretching my legs too far. So it would be like a... It, it looks a little bit, you know... Is she trying to be sexy or something? <laughs> so you see the whole leg instead of, of, you know, the purpose of it is to cover your legs. So, um, and then, you know, it becomes an event. So part of it is dragging into the rainy water. Like, I'm really not a good... Like, I... I I'm really not good at, at doing sarongs nicely. So if you have any recommendations or or uh, ideas how, how I can learn how to tie a sarong in a nice way, please send it to me. Super nice to, to get that help. Thank you very much in advance. It could be a link to YouTube or it could be like an instruction. Uh, but whatever you think that I need to know to be able to walk in a sarong nicely, please send it to me. Or maybe I should just take smaller steps. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, I'm going to take you to my um, first couple of uh, experiences in Myanmar. So landing on the airport in uh, Yangon. I don't really remember everything. But what I remember is when leaving the... Um, actually arriving into the arrivals hall. I am greeted in the most beautiful way possible. Wow. There were thousands of people. They made this beautiful walkway in like a way that I could just walk through and everyone was looking at me and I was smiling back to them and I was like, wow, Myanmar, this is exactly how I wanted to be greeted every time on an airport. So I was like, you know, I wanted to wave to them, but I knew somehow that this wonderful greeting actually wasn't for me. But I was like, I'm just going to embrace this. I'm just going to, you know, walk there and pretend that it's for me. Everyone is there. And it was so many people. I was like, something is really going on here. Um, it's like definitely for a superstar. But I'm going to pretend that I'm that one now. I felt like I was walking in slow motion. Maybe I even was. Like, I don't know. I don't remember because this was such an awesome moment. I was like, wow, walking, looking around, smiling, you know, wow, hi, you know. <laughs> it was so funny. Well, anyway, after my heroic walk, walk out of the arrivals hall, I had to find a taxi to get into the city so because I arrived super late so there were no public transportation leaving after that hour so what I find is this awesome taxi driver and I give the bag to him uh, and then I say hey what's actually going on here and his, his English was really difficult uh, no sorry it was um, 
difficult for him to speak English. So he really couldn't explain exactly. So I go up to this bunch of young girls who are, um, you know, taking selfies and looking super excited. So I go up to this girl, a group of girls, and I was like, hey, girls, what's going on here? Like, what are you waiting for? They're like, oh, it's the it's our heroes coming. I was like, okay, like, uh, who? Our sky. I was like, oh, wow. I had no idea who our sky is but they showed me let me tell you i know who our skies are now so um apparently they are um what's this reality show superstars and they're huge and they're from thailand so my flew i flew in from uh, chiang mai or bangkok or something i don't remember and they were on uh they were also kind of flying from thailand so they thought that i was on the same flight as them but i was not anyway they are um, super excited to see this uh, group of people, which is a bunch of, of young guys in like 18s or 20s. And um, they have been writing on the fan page to all the fans in Myanmar that they will arrive this night at a certain time, you know. So the airport was crowded of their fans and people were, uh, they had their posters and uh, photos with them and you know everything you look it was so amazing to see i would love to be loved that much <laughs> like so cool i hope they are really good guys these are sky because they have so many fans and so much to, so many people to influence in a good way so i you know i was talking to these girls a little bit and they were like hey which one is your favorite and I was like, oh, I think they're great people, all of them. And uh, well, it was kind of obvious that the girls really wanted me to pick one favorite. And it wasn't okay to just say that I think that they are off wonderful people, all of them. So they they were like, no, you have to pick one. I was like, oh, okay. Um, and then I was like closing my eyes, feeling like a grandma, pointing out an 18 years old boy that I found like the most attractive. It was like, felt so bad. So I ended up pointing on one guy that I cannot pronounce the name of. But, you know, the girls hyped me so much and everyone around. Like, it was, you know, the feeling was super excitement and like, wow, it, it really built up. So I don't know what happened to me, but I was totally a part of it. I was equally as excited to see our sky as they were. Oh, my God. And right before, I didn't know even who they were. So after waiting for some time... Also, my taxi driver, which I paid also more because he had to wait. So you just, it wasn't unfair or anything. So after some time, it was crazy. Everyone started screaming, yelling and crying. And, you know, you know, hysterical, like craziness was going on. And it, it was this group of people just came out and it was uh, something happened with the ma group of people who just started moving towards him and following him afterwards. And I was like just floating. I didn't even walk. I was just squeezed in between everyone and like super chill though. They are, I don't know how they can manage to do this. This would not, no one was like hurt or anything. It was, it was crazy, but no one hurt each other. So I was just like floating around. My feet were barely touching the ground. And I was like, you know, <laughs> weightless <laughs> going with the flow and which dissolved eventually when they got to the white cars uh, where our skies jumped into the cars but 
and I was, you know, going into to the city center. They sort of passed us a couple of times in a taxi. And I was like, I know these guys. I haven't seen them. And I have a video that is just crazy with these guys. They look so Asian superstars. They have such a cool attitude. They are like smiling, putting the head a little bit to the side. And I was like, you know what? I want to be this hero. I would love to be greeted that way when I get to an airport. And therefore, I started thinking like, all right, so what can I do? What could be my thing? Like, how can I be greeted that way when I get to an airport? So I started thinking about that. I was like, what can I do that is good for the world that made me, that makes me greeted the way that they are when they are getting to an airport? So uh, I have been thinking about that a little bit, but, you know, I'm doing the personal development and I'm really, really excited to share my travel stories and, you know... Uh, hopefully one day I'm making the world such a big difference that you know maybe I'm the one who's gonna be greeted that way yay (laughs) you know that would be so so cool what would you actually like to do for this world to be greeted like a hero when you arrive somewhere you know like superstars (laughs) what would you actually like to do to be recognized that way for me, it will be to make the world a better place, you know, environmental, spreading more love, you know, being kind to each other, uh, seeing the world, understanding cultures. I guess I'm talking about personal development and traveling here. I would love to, you know, using my life coaching and skills and my traveled stories to become this hero that can make a difference in this world. Anyway, I'm super happy today. I am um, enjoying my life as a vegan, traveler, life coach, life lover, meditationer, um, walker, adventurer, sailor, as a, a global citizen, as, a, as like a human being, and especially on this planet. Okay. Before I get too crazy, I'm going to leave you here. Thank you for listening. I am so excited that you are spending time listening to this. And I wish you a beautiful, wonderful day. So much love. Ciao.